Hello and welcome to In Conversation with Outra, a weekly podcast where I get to chat with some of your favorite and up and rising poets, authors, and anyone who is doing something in the spoken word community. I'm your host, Tender Zimbandu, aka The Outra Poet, aka Outra, as always, and we are here with the second season of the In Conversation with Outra podcast. Uh, it's been an amazing journey from the first season uh interviewing some of the people that i look up to some of the people that i respect and some of the upcoming voices on the scene and we bring you the second season as energetic as always as amazing as always we are hoping it will be bigger and better and on the first episode of this sophomore season i bring you the vibrant young man he is uh, a dynamite with the words uh metaphors uh his second name <laughs> or is his second name his name is good arise hey man introduce yourself hey man thank you so much for having me on the show hey world my name is kolakwasha rice i'm a spoken word artist and poet i try the best i can to paint pictures with my words and it is always my hope that what i have to say will be a masterpiece to you all right all right ladies you hear this man is smooth like how dare you come on the podcast and speak better than me and be more eloquent than me man all right man um so we got a glimpse of who you are of what you do from from that um intro right there but if someone was hearing about you for the first time they ask who is good arise who is good arise from someone what would you want them to say in depth about you about what you do man 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 that's quite a deep question to start off the conversation with but i would say kulakwasha rice is a he's a wordsmith a storyteller he tries the best he can to embody the societal truths and express them to those that may be blind to them he of course is a lover of art um, and this goes beyond just being spoken word and poetry, but all forms of art as well, be it painting, dancing, and all those sorts. Um, at his core, Kulakwasha Rice is also, you know, a Christian, firm believer, and he also expresses his spirituality throughout his work. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like that's that, that's about it, really. <laughs> Kulakwasha Rice is quite a a basic individual, um, and more than anything he is a lover of his art well firstly good arise is not basic <laughs> you know basic individual wouldn't go on a mic and and do what you do that's just not basic it's not basic on earth it's not basic on any other planet man um i know the question is deep but i, I usually want to start um of the conversation with the deeper things um go a little deeper as we go in then end off on like on a lighter note that's why i had to start with that and and, and it also gives uh, the listener perspective uh perspective of who you are and and what you do right so um moving on so kuda rice is a writer is a love of art and 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 the part that caught me is as is, is being a lover of your own art and in as much as i don't want to dive deeper into some issues just starting uh the conversation i want to i want to talk about something most of the artists that i talk to or even myself when i listen to something that i did maybe a year ago 
or a few months ago i cringe mostly not because the stuff that i did was bad but because i feel like at this point i am i wouldn't do that i would do it better or i'd do it different and to say that um you love your own art how do you feel about that and how did you get to that place of saying i created this and i love it rather than being uh me and most of the artists that look at their stuff and be like oh damn did i do that thank you so much man thank you so much you know sometimes it takes a lot of courage for you to be able to get on the stage and truthfully express the things that are within your heart or the things that are within your mind as well you know i see that as as a gift and of course it's a gift that is divine because i believe it's it's something that god has placed on me personally and i'm forever thankful for that and i'm also you know thankful for the divine confidence of which he has placed on me as well too to be able to boldly um stand on stages and, and speak my truth or other people's truths of which they 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 can't or have no opportunity to share and in regards to loving my art or loving one's art in general um personally i feel like i fall in love with my art from the beginning of the process you know just having something um or having a message that i know that i want to express and writing it down on paper being able to construct a line you know that's cleverly put that's um well thought off or or you know just being able to express something putting it on paper and going through that whole process you know of writing and then finally finishing the piece and reciting it and then just expressing it to an audience and just seeing the impact that comes from a message of which i i had you know just in my room writing it by myself and seeing the impact that it has on stage for for me that is the reason why i fall in love with my art because i see the kind of shift that it does in some people's lives and of course that's based off you know the the feedback that i get um seeing that individuals are seeing the the relevance of what i'm saying and and that what i have to say actually contains substance and beyond that man just i feel like loving one's art will really boost your confidence and will help you grow it more as well um because if you don't love your art you're quite in danger of not being consistent enough to 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 create and become better because you become your biggest critic and that that really hinders your growth so i try the best i can to 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 internalize my work first and be the one that loves it so whenever i put it out in the world if if it manages to not make the impact that i that i wanted to do then um i i can still rest and know that i have put out the message and i i love the message of which that i have put out because i know it's the truth the truth that i stand for the truth that has been placed on me the truth that i've seen and i love the way that i would have written it so if the world doesn't receive it in that kind of regard um i'm still confident in knowing that i've done my part i don't know if i if i would be wrong to say which is a statement that has been popularized by uh, the 
viral sensation holiday and and, and i do agree with what you're saying um that if you put out something that is your truth something that you believe in something that you are sure of no matter how the world sees it or no matter how you might not like maybe the way it sounds or maybe the way it looks at the end of the day if if it if it is an expression of how you truly feel it will always be something that is close to your heart i think i don't know if that's what you meant but that's what i got from that and and moving on you seem to have quite been um you seem to be experienced that's the word that i'm looking for you seem to have been on stages you seem to have grabbed a lot of opportunities to showcase your talent because of the confidence that you're talking about most of us don't have that um take us through the journey when did you start writing when did you start feeling like no i think i want to be a writer and when did you feel like ah, i could be a poet i could be on stages and performing and up to this point what are some of the opportunities that have come to you uh to you and and you've been able to grasp and and take full charge of yeah so take it from when you started writing to this point right now how has the journey been and and what are some of the heroes that you faced exactly bro exactly bro and thank you so much man for for putting things in that kind of way i feel like that's easier to understand and it's less complicated than i was putting it um but you know Personally, I wouldn't say I'm an experienced artist or an experienced poet or skilled, you know, to a high level. Because um, I know that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of room for growth. There's there's so much that I still need to learn. I feel like artistically, I'm still young. And, you know, day by day, I'm going through whatever necessary process I need to go through to make sure that I elevate my art and i sharpen my artistry to make it better than it was a year ago two years ago and and yeah man i'm I'm still on that path of growth artistically so i i really wouldn't say i'm well experienced yet and of course i've had the privilege of you know getting numerous opportunities um presented before me and these opportunities that i've that I'm so grateful for. I'm grateful that I, I was able to actually go through them, you know. But before that, my journey with poetry started, <laughs> like I always like to put it, it started the most basic and corniest of ways, if I can use that term. So there was a girl, um, she introduced me to poetry. She was artistic herself. And, you know, she introduced me to poetry um, back um during the time during a time when i wasn't as expressive as an individual i was more into dance so i wasn't much of a speaker you know so she introduced me to poetry um and encouraged me to try it so i started writing and of course i wrote poems for her and you know she she loved them and encouraged me to write more so i started to write more poems for her as well and eventually i decided to to write about other things you know apart from my undying love for her i started to write about other things and for a long time i became a bedroom poet so i would always just write but keep keep the poems to myself and not really or not at all get on stage just to perform um fast forward 2017 there was this 
organization that started Easy Poetry Jam, um, headed by Leonard Mukwenga, popularly known as Hey Hey Preacher. So Easy Poetry Jam started and it, it was just an amazing space for poets to come through and perform and, you know, and connect and collaborate as well. So on that platform, that's when I started performing. Uh, I would say that's where I found my voice um, because more easy poetry jam events were hosted and I started to perform more at those and my confidence built from then. You know, um, from then on, I started performing at other, you know, poetry events and eventually at other events that were, that were not just, you know, poetry events. Um, these being dinners, um, corporate functions and all of that and all of that. Um, so I've been blessed enough, you know, to to be on platforms such as Shoko Festival. Um, I've been part of... Entwasa Arts Festival in Bulawayo, you know, um, I've done a couple of slams as well, um, Kanyanisa Poetry Slam, hosted by Litfest, uh, and a poetry slam basically, for the, for the listeners that don't know, is more of competitive poetry, and, you know, basically, yeah, I've, I've been involved in some of those as well, I've had the privilege of connecting with in my opinion, one of the greatest, greatest that we have, uh, greatest individuals that we have, you know, in the poetry scene, um, so profound. And I got to perform at his EP launch that was back in 2019, um, EP titled Petals, you know, and I've just gotten on different platforms as well that, you know, have helped me so much connect with, with uh, creatives, connect with not just poets but people that are um, artists in different kind of sections and the journey has been beautiful so far and i wouldn't say i've had an experience that really stands out out of everything because i'm always looking forward to what's next i'm always looking forward to where god is going to take me next you know and i'm loving the journey so far yeah, you had to go ahead and be humble and then list all that stuff. You know, there are people that are struggling to be on that one stage, let alone five, let alone ten. And as many as you have been on, it's a blessing. And, and, and it comes with experience in as much as you'd want to sideline that. But you have seen your fair share of stages and mics and different audiences, which is something that every artist uh, dreams of. And, and, and you mentioned that uh, your first performance was at, um, or is it like the, the the first time you felt like you were really performing was at the Isui Poetry Jam. Uh, shout out to Hey Hey Preacher. The man has been doing a lot for uh, for the Zimbabwean spoken word scene. And so profound. Man, humble dude. He's been doing a lot too. Now let's talk about the Zimbabwean poetry scene. Uh, from when you started to right now, there has been changes, there have been things that you have noted. What do you think could have made it easier for you to get into the game, to get into the art, uh, to get into the industry better? What are some of the things that you see are flawed? Um, let me say, uh, in what ways do you think this arts industry is flawed and, and what would you do? if you could differently so that um other artists younger than us 
can come through and have a better experience in expressing themselves and growing artistically and also be able to benefit from um, their art financially and and it be sustainable at the same point. Man, man. Um, So in my perspective, right, when it comes to the poetry scene in Zimbabwe, um, I used to think that poets, just because poetry is an art form that isn't focused on so much, just because poetry is an art form that lacks a spotlight, I used to think by virtue of that, poets would, you know, try the best they can to come together to create collaborations, to create platforms, to create projects that would help poetry penetrate past the ceiling that it has and penetrate past the ceiling that has always been there but that really isn't the case you know there's a lot of segregation within the poetry community and more than anything there's also lack of consistency you know so many projects or platforms um are there now and you wake up tomorrow they're not there anymore and they would have made little to no impact within the artistic industry so that then creates a cycle where um, some events happen and some platforms pop up, some projects pop up, but it's nothing that really leaves a legacy for poetry um, to the point where people, you know, within the general artistic industry start to really focus on poetry and take it seriously as they should. So there's that. And personally, the problem that I faced or the problems that I saw um, getting into the artistic industry, specifically poetry. And this is also a problem that is still existing now that I see as well, is the lack of platforms that really nurture artists that are specifically interested in poetry. You know, it's easy for you to find mentorship in other art forms, but it's harder for you to find mentorship in, you know, in in the poetry kind of space. And you sort of have to build your own confidence at home. You sort of have to build your own skill at home. You have to climb up the artistic ladder by yourself. And some people really find it difficult to then step out of the comfort zone and step out of that shell because they don't have anyone to guide them and tell them how to take things artistically. Um, And you know just just finding you know spaces that really teach you how to to grow you know as a poet how to eventually make sure that your art form is lucrative as well you know there's that and when it comes to to making sure that this form of art is something that is sustainable and something that actually benefits you financially you know there's there, there are of course you know a lot of problems when it comes to that because people really don't compensate um, poetry in the manner that they should you know they don't take it seriously people won't really want to pay you um, the way that you're meant to be paid you know because you would have put in the effort that you're meant to put in like any other artist but you don't get the compensation that you're supposed to get Uh, but I feel like one thing that would better that situation is sharpening your vision um, because art alone does not pay, but the vision behind the art is what people pay for. 
because the world is really not looking for new ideas. The world is looking for new voices behind ideas. So you have to make sure that you have a strong enough voice that sells an idea that people can actually pay for. So that comes to your vision as an artist. What are you really standing for? You know, what are you speaking on? And if you manage to package that and make it a product and put it out in the world, then people will be willing to pay for that as long as the vision is, is, is something that is actually sharp and is something that actually makes sense for people to, to invest in, you know. Um, yeah, I personally feel like that's, that's, that's one thing that can better, you know, your situation and, make sh- and that can make sure that, you know, your art becomes sustainable, you know, specifically poetry. Um, what I would do to, to, to change things right now, um, right now I'm just trying the best I can to extend my impact and from then on god willing you know i will get to a point where i can create platforms where people can be nurtured artistically and people can be nurtured you know um to to be poets and learn that you know poetry is something that can be lucrative it's something that can sustain you you know um and you know once once i have extended my impact i can then help other people grow artistically and from then on i'm hoping that there can be projects there can be platforms there can be collaborations that make a big enough impact you know so that eventually poetry can really just penetrate past the ceiling that has always been there and eventually have a lot of people focusing investing you know, their time investing their finances towards it and taking it seriously. The world is not looking for new ideas. It's looking for new voices behind the ideas uh, that are already there, as, uh, I assume. That was really powerful. You said a lot there. And honestly, we could just like wrap up the conversation right now and like just like be done because what you just said there is so profound it's so deep it's so i don't know it's so refreshing it's not something that you hear every day man wow 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 <laughs> i don't even know what to ask, ask next man um let's talk about you then let's leave that stuff behind um i want to talk about you and your art um what what, what are some of the projects that you've worked on personally and what can we expect from Kudarais in the next few months, weeks, years? What are some of the things that you can share with us that you're working on? And maybe catch us up on things that you've released before. Maybe books, maybe poetry related stuff, maybe events that you've organized. Just like to catch us up with who you are as in, uh, is represented by the work that you've put out there. Rather than just being on stage, maybe something that I can go home with and and, and say, this is uh, this is good advice. Listen to this. Read this. Look at this. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. You know, I will be completely honest with you, bro, and say, you know, I'm I'm quite guilty. You know, I'm guilty of taking way too much time to decide to to work on a personal project. Taking way too much time to, you know, put together a body of work. I I sunk so deep, you know into the 
the need to go through the process of growth as an artist i completely neglected you know the need to um put together a project or put together a body of work that is done by could arise um so what could arise currently has out there you know are just performances um recorded performances um in studio performances that are you know that are online on online platforms you know on youtube on instagram on twitter um all sorts and all sorts but currently there are other recordings that i'm working on um but beyond that there is a personal project and body of work that i'm putting my focus towards which i'm aiming to release this year um and it's 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 going to be something that does does really coming from you know a deeper part of me and really coming from a personal part of me as well and i hope that people manage to receive it of course um i don't want to you know uh, give off too much details but i i would really i would really encourage people to try the best they can to be patient with me and patient with my art enough to keep the eyes and ears open for kudarice and just j- just see what comes you know as time goes and you know hopefully it's it's something that people will receive well and it's something that will you know make the impact that it's supposed to make but yeah man so i'm pretty excited for that uh, for that project and of course there are a lot more stuff attached to it that are going to come as time goes and it's all something that i can't wait to unravel as time goes all right all right man we wait for the project this year i don't know man the way you're speaking it sounds like it's gonna come it's vision 2030 but well um i don't know you said it um let's go to the lighter stuff now i feel like if we go harder like on 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 such such heavy topics and all that stuff it's, it's just gonna like like over 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 what over power over inform i don't know the right words but um let's talk about your influences who are some of your greatest influences maybe they might be musical actors writers poets guitarists or whatever anyone who's doing anything who has influenced you the most uh maybe it's a list of people maybe it's one person to being who you are and where you are in this very moment to be honest uh, apart from god and experiences an individual that i would say actually influences my art or influences me is someone who isn't at all a poet and i've actually never told anyone this but i'm influenced a lot artistically by trevor noah you know um, i love the way that he carries this confidence where he can get on the stage tell his story through multiple stories you know for an hour for an hour 30 close to two hours you know that in itself to me is quite poetic and the way that he has managed to 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 extend and grow his impact you know from where he started to where he is now and he still carries you know that same story so artistically i'm really inspired by trevor noah in that kind of regard um beyond that uh, my influence um starting off poetry used to be um 
outsourced you know from far places i used to draw a lot of inspiration from american poets uh, and the american poetry community but as time went on i started to be inspired you know by by people that are way close that are way closer so i listen to a lot of you know south african poets um including you know masai sepuru um soa tree um kaya Letu, you know and all those kind of people and and an- another amazing part is i'm also surrounded by by people who i like to believe are amazing amazing amazingly talented poets um people that are truly gifted and these are people that i'm grateful to actually have in my life and these people also influence me in a huge kind of manner you know because they are extremely talented and i see the the level of impact that their art also carries you know and how skilled they are as well you know these are people like lennox makurumidze um shaldo banshee yanta lemay um there's hey hey preacher of course shaznay wood uh you know just just a lot of people apologies if i've you know forgotten other people's names and i'm I'm heavily inspired by these people because i get to interact with them not just see their work but i also get to interact with them and and get to understand how they conduct themselves as artists and that alone also influences me and helps me to grow and helps me to shape my work as well talk about legends man ah i'm short of words like (laughs) we talk about trevor Noah. that man has been doing crazy crazy things man like wow he inspires me a lot too man uh and on a on a local level i'm more of a bread type like bread or dilo i definitely was inspired by the super founds coming up i think my style like it's my style of what i do is limited to those two the others i just i just like i like what they do but when it comes to deep like listening deep to to poetry and spoken word and being inspired it's 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 brad and so profound all the way man oh, it's been a long conversation it's been a long conversation and we've talked about uh, a lot of stuff a lot of stuff really and you you mentioned a lot of like um people there and i want to i want to ask something on inter- international level or maybe local or anybody really who would you say I really want to i want to collaborate with this person but I, I don't think i'm able to or i have the chance right now uh, maybe there may be a poet or graphic designer a video editor a instrumentalist or whatever someone who's just into the arts who do you say i want to i want to i really want to like work with this person nah definitely we cannot forget you know so profound in, in terms of you know influencing a lot of poets so personally you know i have been influenced by him um from the beginning and also not to forget Mazitati guru um he's someone that has also influenced me a lot um i love his work i love um how he expresses himself so i would say for me it's those two as well and so locally i feel like my one person i really would love to work with locally is um Tashle Wedzinza. 
she she is an amazing amazing musician she sings beautifully i love what she puts together and on my long long list of you know collaborations she's definitely you know at the top of that i really would love to work with her and put uh, you know put together something with her and to, to just see what you know we can create artistically and see you know the the impact that will come from it Tashley, wow, she's really amazing, man. She is really amazing. I love her voice. Well, um, now we have talked about a lot of things. I think some of them should be left for future conversations, <laughs> man. But but I think we have shared more than enough. But then uh, they they can know about you, about your art, about your belief system, and everything in relation to art now let's let's just like uh run down every rundown of some things that you that define you that you like so i'm gonna ask uh or i'm gonna play a game with you that i call random 10 we ask random 10 random things and you answer them without explanations so the first one is what's your favorite movie uh second one what's your favorite tv show or series third one who is your favorite visual artists What's your favorite color? What's your favorite meal? Country? Car brand? Who is your favorite rapper? Uh, what's your favorite album? Uh, preferably rap or any other album, musical album. Who is your favorite producer? Uh, definitely music. Or maybe if you want to talk about movies and everything, but I usually ask this uh, music related because that's the for me that's what defines someone uh but the kind of music that you like or listen to for me it defines you as a person so yeah let's go favorite movie um it's quite difficult to pick one so i'll say it's a tie between the vow and get out tv show it would have to be big bang theory Visual artist, um, I'm quite basic. I love Leonardo da Vinci's work. And also, forgive me for the way that I'm going to pronounce his name. There's Jean-Michel Basquiat. I don't know how best to pronounce his name, but yeah, this is also him. Um, favorite color, it would have to, to be black. Mio, um, I love pasta. I I really love pasta. Country, uh, my favorite country would have to be Tanzania. I feel like it's in a extremely beautiful place, and I really would love to to visit one day. Car brand, uh, Mercedes, of course. <laughs> I feel like that's quite a classic car. Um, rapper, uh, I will I will have to go with J Cole. Um, he he really has work that speaks to me personally. Album, uh, my current favorite album is Stony Hill by Damien Marley. Um, I, I just love it. It's it's beautifully put together, and it, it's really something that I resonate with uh, in a lot of ways. Um, favorite rap album for me it would have to be. For your eyes only uh, by j cole producer i i love kanye west when it comes to production so he's the person that i really go with as my favorite producer 
um yeah man bro it's either you have listened to some of the podcasts before and and tried you're trying to mess around with me or all creators is like have like this group like uh, poets and and yeah like young poets i'm talking uh 18 to like um late 20s they all go with j cole for their favorite rapper probably with uh, for your eyes only is their favorite album i'm like what the hell like in big bang theory i agree with you on big bang theory but favorite rapper mine is mine is kendrick lamar Chico comes close but no and my favorite album would be to people butterfly though nobody asked i'm just gonna say, say it man you you have some set of choices and um i do also love pasta but i'm specific about it i love spaghetti bolognese i yeah it's not about me so i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna like go around and ask, answer all those questions but man we, we got some insight into you and and i'm sure by this point if anybody didn't know you they know enough about you and if they they already knew you they know they now know new things about you that they didn't and that's the whole point about this you telling your story and us getting to know a bit of you outside of the art uh could arise uh this is this has been a in, in conversation with ultra thank you so much for coming through to the podcast so before you go i just want you to just give a word of advice maybe to someone who is just an upcoming writer poet a fan that else that's out there that likes your work that has been uh listening to this podcast from the very start to this point and to just anyone that's listening what would you want to say to them before you go Oh man, definitely J. Cole has this magical touch and his work really inspires me and I find it to be extremely poetic. So not taking anything away from Kendrick Lamar, he is an amazing and phenomenal artist as well and his work too inspires me. So I would say it's the two of them really, you know, that that, that really influence me artistically as well. Um and thank you so much man for having me having me here and thank you so much for having this conversation with me um my last words are really going to the artist i'm just gonna say you know create be be truthful and avoid compromise Uh, apart from everything else just just create and be patient enough with your process of growth apart from that that's all man gentleman that has been good at ice well the many talented go check him out uh i'm definitely sure if you if you search if you google could arise uh you, you will be the only one who's gonna come out there like that <laughs> uh wow such an insightful conversation um i'm glad that i had you i had him on the first episode of this uh, second season of in conversation with ultra so go follow us on social media at Portra Magazine. Go subscribe to our YouTube. Go rate us on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends that would love, would love something like this. And from me, Tatiana Zimandu, a.k.a. The Ultra Poet. Until next time, thank you for being with us.